Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Circe Podcast Network. I'm Joshua Gibbs, and this is Proverbial, the podcast where we explore the wisdom of the ages as it comes to us in Proverbs, by which I mean wise sayings a man may live by if he's not so arrogant as to think himself special. Episode 115, The News. Today's proverb comes from Nicolas Gomez de Villa. I'll read it twice. In an age in which the media broadcast countless pieces of foolishness, the educated man is defined not by what he knows, but by what he doesn't know. Once more. In an age in which the media broadcast countless pieces of foolishness, the educated man is defined not by what he knows, but by what he doesn't. Last December was the first year in almost two decades that I did not make year-end lists. I have been making year-end best-of lists. Best movies of 2009, best records of 2010, best songs of 2015. I've been making lists for two decades, or almost two decades, I have been making year-end lists since I started my first blog back in 2004, 2003. I don't remember exactly when. When I was much younger, 15, 16, and I had just started reading uh, music magazines, Q, Spin, 
My favorite issues were always the December issues because the year-end issues had this sort of wrap-up of the year. What was best? And it was often on those lists that I encountered all sorts of new things that I hadn't heard of before. And so I loved these lists. I look forward to these list issues of magazines. And then when I got older, there was a handful of music websites, film websites, and I looked forward to those year-end lists. And as I had a, have had a blog for 20 years, I've been making lists, my own lists, ever since. And normally, films of the year, records of the year, songs of the year. Last year was the first year that I made no lists. And I would say over the last two or three years, the number of lists I made at the end of the year was kind of dwindling down. And there's a reason for that. I'll get into it in a minute. Between 1999 and 2006, I saw more than 200 movies in the theater. And I know this because uh, some time ago, maybe about a year ago, I systematically went through every Wikipedia page that chronologically lists the movies that came out in whatever year you choose. Like chronologically, the movies that came out in January, on, in February, in March, and the specific date on which they opened. I went through all of these lists between 1997 and, I don't know, 2020. Like I went through all of them. And I discovered a number of really interesting things about myself and about memory while I was doing this. One of the more interesting things that I discovered was that there are periods of my life that I can remember with crystal clarity, and they're not necessarily the most recent periods of my life. I remember the five years after I graduated much more clearly than I remember the first five years I was a classical teacher, which was significantly later. There are some passages of life that are more memorable than others. And it's not true that we remember what is most recent most clearly. So I started going through these. I love movies. I used to love them even more than I do now. I used to have time for movies. Between 99 and 2006, I went to the movies a lot. I had a, I had a job. I had a job bagging groceries. Then I had a job making telemarketing calls. I lived alone. Well, I lived out of my parents' house for a lot of that time. And I had nothing to do. I was, spor I was sporadically in college. I was in and out of college. So I saw a lot of movies. Now, what's fascinating is that as I go through this list, or as I was going through these lists, chronological orderings of movies, not only could I remember the movies that I saw in the theater, I could even remember what theater I saw those movies in. And with many of them, but not with all of them, who I saw those movies with. My memory, or the memories that I have attached to seeing movies in a theater, is very deep. It's surprisingly deep. How many details I can remember 
about a trip to the movies to see some ultimately unimportant, forgettable film like Behind Enemy Lines with Owen Wilson and Gene Hackman. My memory of seeing that in the theater is crystal clear. So I saw a lot of movies. There was a time when I was really up on things. And given the number of movies I saw in the theater, the number of new movies, let alone the number of new releases I rented from Blockbuster or Hastings, I was up on things. At the end of the year, I could make a list of the 10 or even 20 best movies of the year, and the list would be meaningful. The list would be compiled out of a fairly extensive knowledge of what came out this year. So too, there was a time when I bought enough new albums that are coming out that at the end of the year, I could make a list of the 10 or 20 best albums of the year. There was a point where I was making a list, a meaningful list, I think, like the 30 or 40 best songs of the year. But as you get older, you care less about what's coming out. As you get older, knowing about the world is less of a thing you brag about. Because if you're making a list of the 20 best films of the year, there's a kind of boast just in making that list. And the boast is, look how much I know about the world. Look how current I am. Look how aware I am. And we often, for whatever reason, regard a man as being more knowledgeable if he knows something about films that are coming out today that we've never heard of, as opposed to films that came out a long time ago we've never heard of. I made no lists last year. And I made no lists for last year because I simply did not see enough to make a meaningful list. I think I saw three movies in the theater last year. And for some listeners, that's three more than you saw. It's not a lot, but I know that there are people who see even less. You are impressive if you have seen less than three movies in the theater. If you have detached yourself sufficiently from what is new, that you see nothing in the theater over the course of the year. You have my respect. I purchased a handful of newly released albums in 2022, but almost none of them made any sort of lasting impression on me. The only record I bought, the only new album I bought in 2022 that I listened to more than a dozen times was uh, Once Twice Melody by Beach House. So many of my ref favorite recording artists released albums in 2022 that I had eagerly looked forward to, but when they were ultimately released, I got bored after two songs and just quit listening. 
Now, the thing is, is that today I listen to as much music as I did 20 years ago. Although I find myself no longer compelled to listen to new music. I can remember the desire for new things, though. I think until you've read a few classics, actually maybe until you've read a good number of classics, until you finally noticed the cyclical nature of the world, or at least the cyclical nature of trends and fads and the news, until you've read a few classics and noticed this, it's easy to believe that you live in a genuinely important period of human history. And modernity is absolutely insistent that this era, this era right now, is far more significant than anything which has ever come before it. Now, what's interesting, I think, is that most of the people who assert that this era is the most important era in human history probably couldn't make a list of the top 10 most important eras of human history. It's sort of like people who assert that America is the greatest nation in the history of the world. Like, give me a top 10. How many nations in the world have you seen right now? And it's often the case, not always, the people who assert that America is the greatest nation in the history of the world cannot name you five. And they've never been outside the U.S. The modern era is insistent that what we have is best. And it has to assert this. And it has to assert it vehemently because it can't really offer a whole lot of proof. And anything that we're anything that you can't prove, you just have to assert as vehemently as possible. And a lot of the arguments in favor of the importance of this era are absurd tautologies. We point at all the technology, right? All the technology, these three little words, all the technology is oftentimes the entire case for the importance of this era right now. There's no other real case to be made. We assume that technology is of ultimate importance. We look at technological changes that have occurred over the last 20 years and assume that this must be the most important era of human history. Well, compare this era with the late 18th century in France. How about that? Why is this era more important than that era? For the average person, the answer is, well, it just is. There's not a rationale for it. If you're living in the most important era in human history, if you really believe that, it makes sense to listen to the music and to read the books and to watch the films which this most important era is producing. Because a knowledge of these records and films and books will help you navigate this most important era with a keener eye and a defter hand. The books and films and things of this era that are coming out right now reveal the meaning of our time 
And thus, knowing the books and films and records of this era, this year, is like learning to speak the language of a war-torn foreign country where you're going to be marooned for the foreseeable future. Or it's like a utopia where you get to spend the foreseeable future, depending on how you look at it. And I say this because for modern people who claim that they're interested in new things, it's, that's really only a half-right claim. Because there's things that are new to you and things that are new to everybody. It's not that modern people want to hear something they've never heard before. It's not that modern people want to read something they've never read before. It's that they want to hear something that almost no one has heard or read or seen before. They want it to be new to everybody. It's not that they're primarily interested in novelty. And I think that this is a misjudgment that a lot of philosophers have made over the last 250 years in addressing the modern condition and in describing the modern condition. They're apt to say that what, what people want is, is new things. But that's not entirely right. It's not that we only want to see movies we haven't seen before. If you only want to see movies you haven't seen before, there's a lot of classic movies you haven't seen before. And those movies are unpredictable. Watch those. But that's not good enough for the average modern man. We want to line up to see a movie on opening night. We want to see a film on opening weekend. To see a movie on opening weekend feels so much more important than seeing it two weeks later, which is why opening weekend is the biggest weekend there is. You ever think about that? Why is opening weekend the biggest weekend? Why are people not waiting to see what's said of the film? I don't know. I'm not going to drop $15 and two and a half hours of my time on something that's unproven. Now, we want the unprovenness of it. Why do we want the unprovenness of it? I think we want that unprovenness because we're expecting or hoping that there's some grand revelation in these things. We're not lining up to see movies the second they come out for entertainment. We want to be a part of something. And to argue that films people line up to see and see in droves on opening weekend, to argue that this is really all about entertainment, completely misses the point. You don't understand what entertainment is if you look at, if you look at people lining up around the block to get into a film, the second it comes out, and you're like, well, these people want to be entertained. No, they don't. That's not what entertainment looks like. Entertain entertainment is kids eating popcorn at a circus, laughing at a clown on a little bicycle. That's entertainment. When people show up in droves to see something that no one's ever seen before, they're showing up to see a miracle. Now you might say, yeah, but it's entertainment. Yeah, we expect entertainment to be miraculous anymore. We want divine entertainment. And if you looked at the budget for a film, for a blockbuster film, the, the budget for a film that people line up to see, it's obvious that they want something divine. A $300 million spectacle that goes on for two hours. That's not entertainment. 
That's like a revelation. You want to be transfigured if you're showing up in droves for some new thing. If you think about it, though, this divine entertainment has a pretty long history of not panning out. Because things that are really divine last. Things that are really divine stick around. Christianity has stuck around for a long time because it's divine. Anything that lasts is strongly imbued with spiritual qualities. For most of the things that last, the spiritual qualities they are imbued with are divine. Occasionally, and this is rather rare, they are demonic. Demonic things last last as well. But most of the things that, are la- that last, that last for centuries, are imbued with some sort of divine power. Some sort of benevolent spiritual power. Granted, there are counterexamples. Marx is still around 150, 175 years later. Uh, not because he's divine. I'm totally comfortable saying that he's around for reasons that are entirely demonic. But if you think about the sort of, like, like a sh- of the volume of things that last... Most things that last a long time are good. (laughs) Some things, very few things that last are evil, but most things that last are good. Which means that if you're lining up to see every new thing that comes out, you're often going to waste your time because the likelihood, the likelihood that a movie that comes out in 2023 is going to be the best movie of the year, the best movie of the decade, or the best movie of the century, is infinitesimal. The odds that a movie that you see next year is going to matter in the long run of human history is almost nil. And that's not because movies don't matter. Movies do matter. Books do matter. New books matter. But if you have this interest in new things for their own sake, you don't have an interest in good things. Because new things are very rarely good. Now consider for a moment, if your goal is to make a list of the best films that came out this year, consider how much time you're going to waste. As compared, if you're trying to see the 10 best films that came out in 1984 or 1991. If you're trying to see the best films that came out in 1991, There are some fairly reliable, established lists and compilations of those films that you should start working through. But there's no telling what you're about to see if you're seeing new things. You're wasting your time more often than not. Is it possible you're lining up to see a movie that's going to be great? Yes. Is it likely? No. But you have the power to choose whether you're going to see new things or good things. If you want good things, you have to be willing to sacrifice the cool that comes with knowing what's new. But that's the cost of being educated. In an age in which the media broadcast countless pieces of foolishness, the educated man is defined not by what he knows, but by what he doesn't know. And the educated man is not the cool man. The cool man's defined by what he knows by what he knows from the media that broadcasts countless pieces of foolishness, from Hollywood that releases countless foolish films, 
from Nashville that releases countless foolish records. Cool man's defined by what he knows. In order to be educated, though, you have to have a higher standard than merely being in the know about how things are right now. A good education is going to last, and there's nothing that has a shorter half-life than a knowledge of trends and fads. That's knowledge that's almost worthless as soon as it's acquired. So the educated man turns back the clock. The educated man doesn't want to see the best movies of 2023. He doesn't want to read the best books of 2023. He wants to read the best books. And in order to do that, you've got to set aside this sort of breathless excitement. You've got to tune out the breathless excitement with which modern men assert their own importance. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.